Hello, everyone. Welcome to tonight's uh, Global Premier Football Podcast. Uh, this is Coach Chidi once again bringing you uh, this wonderful uh, show. And uh, tonight I have the privilege to be joined by one of my craziest Liverpool fan friend who never stops in believing in miracles. And um, I don't know how that miracle <laughs> is going to happen. Uh, please uh, welcome Elias to our show tonight. Thank you very hello, hello. much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, never stop believing. Some, uh, some wonderful final match day drama uh, that we have lined up for, uh, for ourselves here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy how you, uh, for me personally, how you keep believing and uh, wishing and hoping that uh, Manchester City are going to sleep and fall on the final day. I mean, I know you guys have had this roller coaster season. It's been all journey for you, and uh, without without taking any any you know anything away from what Liverpool has achieved, the two domestic uh, cups you have it in the bag, and. Uh, you still have a final, a uh, Champions League final to look forward to, which uh, for me it looks like more of a revenge than yeah. just uh, a normal Champions League final. And now you have uh, Man City on the final day, wishing that Gerard would do a magic without something <laughs> like that day. I don't know how that. Please tell me, tell me what you're thinking of Aston Villa and. Play Manchester City. I think it's poetic. Yeah. Um, I don't think it could have come at a at a better time in the season. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's it's it was written in the stars as far as I'm concerned. And if we win, if we come out on top and we win because Villa does the job for us, then you know it was written. <laughs> Um, but I've been I've been telling you this all season long, especially the last the last few matches. I kept telling you, City will sleep, City will drop points, and you kept telling me, the you know, to not get, get my hopes up. But lo and behold, you know, it, it happened. Um, unfortunately for us, it happened after we dropped points to Tottenham, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's only setting us up for one of the most incredible spectacles, which is the final match day of, of the EPL. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no other league gets to have this kind of, uh, this kind of closing day uh, mm-hmm. like, like the English Premier League does. You know, months in advance, the champion is already known, known in France or in Spain or in Germany. And here we are, uh, one match day to go. Uh, barely think, any space think, between teams. Yeah. I think that's what makes the, the Premier League very exciting and uh, the most interesting league in the world, you know, because of the drama and, uh, yeah. and, uh, and all the magic that comes with it. Uh, the, the pace of the Premier League is second to none. Uh, many international players sometimes uh, they struggle to adapt to the Premier League. And uh, here, behold, we have final day drama. And uh, as you know, before we started the show, you were, you were talking about... Uh, Things that have happened, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> every, everything that is up for grabs. A lot of things are, you know, are a lot. up for grabs, you know. 
I think there is only one game that nothing is expected to happen. I think actually two games, the Watford and the Chelsea game or Chelsea-Watford game because it will be at uh, Stamford Bridge. So uh, the third position is already sealed. And um, um, I think uh, Crystal Palace game as well, I can't remember uh, if that's... Uh, if that holds anything, you know, but if we look at the, the other things, the first two teams divided by, separated by one point, uh, the second, I mean, the, the fourth team and, uh, you know, the top fourth position, you know, Tottenham is looking forward to that, Arsenal yeah. looking forward to that. And uh, I think Arsenal are lucky because Everton has sealed and have, uh, you know, you know, escaped relegation, courtesy of their win against Crystal Palace midweek. And then we have uh, who will be joining Watford and Norwich. That is, you know, <laughs> the, the relegation battle for me has become more exciting. This than the championship? Than, yeah. other, than the championship. I mean, I... I... I had hopes for a little while that we might win the title and see Everton relegated too, but uh, <laughs> that uh, that unfortunately are, didn't materialize. <laughs> you know, that, that was why I called you the craziest Liverpool fan friend. You know, my my brother is a Liverpool fan, but I, he's not crazy like me because yes, you want to win the Premier League, and as well, you want your fiercest driver to be playing in the lower division. No, I'd season. love for Manchester United to go down there too, but oh you know, my word, I I can't get everything in this life, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you know that, and that's a fortunate thing that you cannot get everything in, your, in this life. But I can keep hoping. <laughs> oh my, well, anyway, so tell us, you know, we 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 talked about some drama that has happened before on the final day. We remember. Uh, City's first uh, Premier League, you know, title. You know, there were. It was a game that made Aguero a cult hero. To a legend, at, yeah. At the, yeah, uh, at the Etihad, and uh, they were fighting for that title against Manchester United, and it was the most crazy end of the season that I had ever witnessed in the Premier League. So, yeah, I mean, 95th minute, it, 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 a 95th minute, not just match winner, but title winner. It's hard to top. You know, it's, I think it's probably the, the single greatest moment in in, EP, in EPL history. Um, yeah. As much as I hate to give anything to, to City, but it's it's probably the single most quintessential moment um, yeah. of this league. But you're right. It's uh, there's been late day drama, uh, last day drama, uh, quite often. You and I were talking about the relegation battles. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we have Burnley and we have Leeds that are going to be uh, duking it out uh, uh, on the last day. Um, now for relegation, uh, 2004, the 04-05 season, we had West Brom uh, that looked like they were going to. Uh, um, be relegated down to the championship yeah who on the last day managed to pull a win out of thin air and somehow you know with every other result going their way managed to on the last day stay in the uh, in the premiership in the premier league um, 
in uh, 06, 07, you had Carlos Tevez, who um, was playing for West Ham, who mm-hmm. scored against Manchester United um, to keep West Ham in the Premiership. Yeah. Uh, in, in 2010 and 2011, though, there was, there was even more drama. There were five clubs that were able to uh, drop on the final day. Lots and lots of drama. Every single one of them playing, of course, on that last day. And um, in 2011, Birmingham and Blackpool were relegated, and we haven't yeah. seen them since in the Premiership. So anything <laughs> could happen. Cruel. That's how cruel the Premier League is. That's, that the moment you go down. Yeah. It's very difficult to come back, you know. You remember Blackburn? Yeah, I, I remember Blackburn. Oh my goodness! Blackburn as far as I'm concerned, they 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 were they were a staple team in the Premiership. You know, yeah. um, always in 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 the mid level, in the mid tier, uh, sometimes at the towards the bottom end. But I was used to seeing them on our on our match sheets, you know, every season. And then, yeah. you know, for the last ten I, years, I haven't. I, I remember that season when they had uh, this uh, Norwegian winger, uh, Morten Gamster Pedersen. That he was a he was a terrifying left footer. I was scared of Blackburn. Chelsea playing Blackburn. I was scared of Blackburn at that time, you know. And and there was another team. I mean, Watford has come and gone, but I remember there's this season when Watford. I think Solomon Kahlo scored the winner for Chelsea in that oh, game yeah. against against uh, Watford. It was a very, very difficult game. They were very tough to break through. But Blackburn is, for me, is the most uh, surprising team that has never made it back up since they, since they were relegated. And, um, but it's and, difficult. And it's, it, it's, it's incredibly difficult. You, you go from playing... Um, you go from playing 38 matches in the league to, I think, 44. Yes. Right. Just in league matches, that's six more matches that you have to play in a season. You still have to compete for cups. You still have to compete for, for, um, uh, for other silverware. Yes. It's difficult. And, you know, we, we saw Leeds, for example, uh, climb back up into the, uh, into the premiership just very recently. Mm-hmm. And they had... I think what was it? Seven years of difficulty. You're trying to come back. That that you know, we're talking about Leeds now. The the other team that uh, I really pity is Sunderland. Yeah. Oh my goodness, how they have suffered from Premier League to Championship, and from Championship to League One, and now they're trying. I think they're in the playoffs to be able to come back to the championship. So imagine the difficulty, the losses that they have experienced trying to play in the Premier League, trying to get back to the championship, not even playing. I mean, th- think about all those uh, all those clubs that were European royalty at one point, like Nottingham Forest, who are now, whose only moment in the sun is playing an FA Cup, uh, you know, fourth round against Arsenal, you know, Unfortunately, like you said, the EPL is cruel. Uh, I think football in general is 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 cruel. It is a very and, cruel um, game. If if you just if you have a streak of bad luck, you know it can be really hard to to recover from that. Yes. But there's always hope. There's always hope. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know why you're saying all of these things. I, I know. Hey, listen, I have I have earned it. I was a fan of Liverpool um, before the that magic night in Istanbul. And let me tell you, all these years before the Klopp era, I have I suffered. I suffered. <laughs> Everyone yeah, you, making you, fun of me you, for, for, for choosing the one team that couldn't win the premier the premiership. You, Who's you, laughing now? You've huh? your yeah, you've taken your <laughs> toll of suffering. And uh honestly, um you guys have aimed the respect of many teams. I know you are always, you know, respected in the Champions League because you have a pedigree in the Champions League, but you know. And I think in the Premier League, you have always been the waiting team, you know, that the team that, you know, gets up there and then sleeps and then falls and then, you know, can finish the race. You know, remember it's the, that. It's the Robin Hood, uh, uh, you know, the, the Robin Hood moniker, right? You take from the big clubs to give to the small clubs. And Liverpool was that club for a long time. Mm-hmm. Very glad to see that it's uh, Manchester United now and Arsenal that have taken that spot instead. <laughs> But but no, it's it's you know it's it's an unofficial title that that someone has to bear, mm-hmm. um, and it can be very difficult to be a fan of uh, of a club during one of those periods. You know, you know what? what I mean, I I respect Liverpool a lot. I I admire the type of football Liverpool play right now, not before, uh, even under Rafael Benitez because of. It was, I dreaded playing Liverpool, honestly speaking. <laughs> I dreaded Chelsea playing Liverpool any time, you know. Um, I remember the times of Milan Baros, you know. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir Smitha. Um, yes, Ipier. Yeah. Even, uh, even Xavi Alonso. Um, there, was, there, was, there, was, there were players that I was terrified when, it, and honestly, one of the most terrible, there were two terrified players that, you know, players that terrified me a lot when they were playing for Liverpool. One was Nino Torres, Fernando Torres. <laughs> he wasn't and the same after you guys took him, was he? He was not the same. <laughs> and but he I did get you to the Champions League final. I, he did. Thanks to him, we were able to crush Barcelona. And that, that I'm, there's another player that you may be surprised that I'm going to mention. Ryan Babel. Really? Honestly speaking, Ryan Babel terrified me. Why not Craig Bellamy? I mean, if we're going to go with no, like a random no, name, why not? No, like, no, no, no Craig Bellamy. <laughs> why not Peter why, Crouch? Why, Ryan Babel why, of all people. Yeah, why, why, why I said Ryan Babel was that there was this energy for me that he carried when, I, when, you know, when he played Chelsea. It was yeah. as if, you know, I mean, he was quick and also he was younger then, he, but he was very quick. You know, and his dribbling skills were also very good. And then we, we, I remember, then we struggled with in our left back position before we got Ashley Cole. You know, we struggled uh, when Bridge was not was not that. You know, you can compare when Bridge with when Ashley Cole. With all due respect, you know, um, I remember this Spanish guy we brought in from Valencia then. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. His name is just sticking in my head, but I can't remember his name again. Uh, but Ryan Bebel was one of the players that, because of the energy and because of his quickness, because of his you know speed, 
you know, when on the ball, for me, he terrified me then. But back again to, I know you're dreaming, but be realistic. Tell me, <laughs> what's, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Let's start with the champions. I love do, my, you want my, us to, do you want us to my, start with the... My, my deepest fear, first? my deepest fear is that, uh, well, of course, it's a hyperbole, but uh, that City trounces Villa and that we somehow crumble in front of Wolves and all of this has been for nothing. Um, that just, just prophesied. That would just be an embarrassment. And I really hope it doesn't happen. Um, I you have... Know, I, asked you, I asked you a question before. You know, I asked you, I said, which do you prefer? Champions League or the Premier League? Now, remember, the Champions League, you know, on Sunday to be one week before the Champions League or six days before the Champions League finals. And remember the game against Southampton, what you guys did, you removed uh, Salah yeah. was not there. You know, all the top players because, you know, you know Salah did not finish the, the, the FA Cup final game. Yeah, we, we rested uh, him. Van Dijk, Van Dijk did not, yeah. yeah, Van Dijk did not finish. And personally, I don't want you guys to be a mediocre team in the Champions League final. That's why I don't really, I know, I'm going to be honest, yes, it's good that you're dreaming, that you know what you want this to happen, but you guys will not win the Premier League. My prediction has always been, yes, you beat us in the Carabao Cup, you beat us in the FA Cup final, which was not easy, it was 120 minutes of, of football. You know, both games were, you know, 240 minutes of football, which was good. You know, it meant that we were not just pushovers and we were just not... Uh, we're I think I, I think you deserve to win it just as much as we did both times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but honestly, to answer your question, uh, sorry, to answer your question, Shidi, of course I'm going to pick the Champions League. Of course I'm going to pick the Champions League. But if you tell me that there's a possibility that I can have both, come on. You all are human beings, so you must remain mortal men. <laughs> Three. Okay. I'm not giving you that quadruple. <laughs> and that funny statistics you sent me of, of uh, what's it called again? I think you said uh, Liverpool winning by five and then Man City. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the most ridiculous the, thing. The, the playoff, the playoff game. Yeah, yeah the I think playoff it, game thing. I think it required City to lose by, by six. I think, yeah, they had to lose six nil. And we had to draw five five, and but you know it's the, it's those it's that social media craziness where some person just decides to put up some numbers and come up with some hypothetical solution. You think I'm crazy? That person's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but so, if I'm being honest, like especially with with the way that um, well, with, especially with with the matchups on the final day mm -hmm. for the title. Um, being realistic, I think, I think it's City's title to lose. Uh, anything can happen. Anything can happen in 90 minutes of football. So I will keep my hopes up that Villa can manage a miracle for us and no that way, no we, can, we can avoid tripping over our own feet. Um, no way it's happening. Against Wolves. But um, I, think, I think it's going to go City's way. You know, you know I'll, I'll I'll remain hopeful, but I I'm very interested to see what's. Sorry, what? Even if Gerard plays, 
going to happen. <laughs> I have a feeling uh, Aguero is going to be running down, running down the sideline, and Gerard will just stick out a leg by. His eye. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't see him there. It was just stretching and <laughs> getting himself expelled. Um, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm interested to see how the rest of um, how the rest of the table plays out. Mm-hmm. I, I think Leeds is going to fight hard to stay uh, i think burnley might be might be the ones um being relegated wow wow but that that'll yeah. depend entirely on their ability to um that'll depend entirely on their on their ability to regroup and yeah and to just and to perform they don't they won't have it easy because i think they, they're a point behind burnley mm-hmm. um well, so I burnley definitely needs a win i think they're on the same points same points now yeah, I think they're on the same point. The only thing for Leeds is that they have a massive goal difference in the negatives. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, they well, were been, conceding goals here and there. They've like, been conceding too much. They've been conceding were too much. Conceding yeah. a lot of goals here and there. A lot of goals. I mean, I told one of my friends, you know, who couldn't join us tonight, I told him Leeds will stay, Burnley will drop. Spurs will qualify for the Champions League. Arsenal will lose out and will play in the Europa League. I think they have to go back and start in the Europa League again to build their credibility. You know, if you want to make any... I think they'll end up going back to the Europa League to become the English punching ball more likely, but... I mean, they have to start somewhere. Ateta has to build reputation. You don't just come up right there and, uh, you know... Anyway... That's, that's my take on Arsenal. I want uh, Tottenham to qualify for the Champions League. It's not because I like Tottenham as a team, but because I love Antonio Conte. That's okay. That is why. <laughs> uh, that is really why I want Tottenham to qualify for the Champions League. I still want to see Conte in the Premier League. And right now, I don't see him going to any other team in the Premier League, except if Arsenal decides to fire Ateta, then they can bring in Conte. But uh, right now, my predictions with the City will win the league and uh, Arsenal are going to come fifth. Liverpool second, Chelsea already third for, for tying their game against, uh, against Leicester yesterday. And then uh, I think uh, Tottenham playing um, Norwich away. Some people are thinking, oh, like crazy people like you, that believe that there is a miracle of Norwich beating Tottenham. <laughs> I don't see that happening because Tottenham has something to play for, you know, and uh, they are much more better team. And because I, of that, I think you're you right. Know, I think Tottenham is going to pull through. And I mean, if they didn't, it would be um, it would be embarrassing to say the least. I think they would be a laughing stock yet again. Um, I agree with Leeds staying up. I I don't know how you feel though about uh, sixth place, Man United and West Ham. You know, Man United is almost a forgotten team. <laughs> That's how bad they've become this season. That they're almost a forgotten team. You know, remember back in those days that you cannot talk English Premier League without mentioning Man United. You cannot. I think people have been giving Manchester United too much credit. Uh, I respect the club. I respect its history. 
and everything that they've achieved. Um, mm -hmm. Hate them uh, as a rival, of course. Um, but I think a lot of their success has been due to Alex Ferguson. Um, yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson built that club from top to bottom. Uh, as he so eloquently put it, he knocked Liverpool uh, off of their perch and proceeded to dominate the first, uh, the first 20 or so seasons of the, cha of, um, uh, of the English Premier League. Premier League, yeah. But as soon as he left, as soon as he left, you know, everything went down. They, they had an opportunity for um, some changes with Jose Mourinho. He came in and yeah. he won them a couple of trophies, you know, uh, 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 one of the sh a community shield and uh, the Europa League. But they fired him. They fired him and they brought in, <laughs> they brought in Ole Gunnar uh, Solskjaer. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and they continued down that, that road of mediocrity. And I think that Man United without Alex Ferguson would not have been able to do any of what they did, even with that generation that they had. Yeah. So I think, I think he's the household name, not so much the club, if I'm being honest. Yes. I, I, I agree with you. Um, you know, they, they've made, I think, first of all, when he left, for me, I think he's the greatest manager in English football. And uh, by the reason of how he managed the team, managed the players, managed the entire club, you know, the ins and outs of the team, all the players, none of them were above him. No one was making decisions. He was the only one making. And he was, he, he, he knew what he was doing. You know, it's not someone who didn't know what he was doing, was just he, talking. He was also managing in a very different era, right? If yes. you look at the type of um, characters he had to deal with, I mean, hotheads like Cantona and Keane, yeah. right? Players who even were David prone Beckham. to violence. And yeah, yeah, even David Beckham and Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, you have, you have young up-and-comers um, mm -hmm. who uh, in their time were... were stars and divas if you will in their own right mm -hmm. um, and he was able to manage those and then you look nowadays and uh you know eric den Haag isn't exactly able to to contain a guy like pogba you know yeah um so i think i think a lot has changed in terms of uh in, in terms of managerial capabilities at old trafford mm -hmm. and and i think that's it's the primary reason for, for for their fall from grace. They don't have a disciplinarian and I think they need one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they allowed it to happen because first they got David Moyes and uh, after that they got Luis Van Gaal and then they got Jose. I, I think Jose... Sorry, I can't, I can't right help now. myself from laughing at every name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, jo Jose would have been the man that they should have trusted and given yeah. him the same power and authority they gave to, you know, that uh, uh, Sir Alex had, but, uh, and also, as you mentioned, you know, it was in a different era, but I think those players also were able to play for the manager, you know, they were not just yeah. playing for themselves, they were playing for the badge, but the players that Jose inherited, you know, uh, they were, and they've made a lot of mistakes and the, they made a lot of mistakes in the transfer market. You know, I, I think they made Harry Maguire, <laughs> most expensive defender. 
unfortunately for Harry Maguire, you know, uh, there are some moves that players should not make, no matter what. They should, I think, players should be able to know themselves better, you know, yeah. and also know the the pressure that comes with playing for a certain club, you know, and know if they can handle that or if not, you know, no because after you know a club like Manchester United, for every Manchester United fan out there, with all the you know the the success that they have experienced with man with with Sir Alex Ferguson, you know. And then they start experiencing this up and down, say no consistency. I mean, it must be crushing. It's very, very crushing. You know, they'll think like, I mean, their world is coming apart, which we no, definitely... Listen, did. you and I you and I started this start talking about Harry Maguire, but I mean, you know, he's not the only transfer mistake they've ever made, right? Think of like players like Maran Fellaini. Yeah. Right? I mean... Moyes brought him because he was his team, he was his player at Everton. But does he have the characteristics to play for Manchester United? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Look at, if you were to take another player, look at Lukaku, right? Lukaku at Chelsea versus Lukaku at Inter, Mm -hmm. right? It's not the same player, completely different animal, right? uh, we, We talked about Torres earlier, right? Torres at Liverpool, Torres at Chelsea, completely different animal. You know, uh, just because one player is capable of doing one thing in one environment doesn't mean they, they have the capacity yeah. to do that in a, in a different one. You know, exactly. can he do it on a cold, rainy night in Stoke? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that comes again, this very common saying. <laughs> this cliche will never die, will it? It will never. Well, well, anyway, because the question has to be asked with everything that so-and-so can do, can they do it on a cold uh, uh, winter night in Stoke? Yeah. And the answer is probably no. It's it, The EPL is, is, a, is a unique uh, tournament. It's a unique championship. It's a unique league. When you look not only at, at its makeup, you also look at, at the geography of each team that plays in there. In one tiny little island, you have all these weather extremes from one end to the other. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it absolutely plays a, a huge role in in that dramatic feel that uh, that that the tournament gets. Yes, yeah, you're right. Uh, um, I mean, players. So it, that tells you that in England, even between clubs and uh, the different locations and geographical uh, uh, locations of these teams, it's not even easy for them to, you know, adapt mm-hmm. and re- and readapt, you know, to to these uh, teams wherever they are located, and and that comes back again to Man United fighting for. We're talking about Conference League position here, for sixth place, yeah, sixth and seventh place, you know, at West Ham and. Imagine West Ham has plus 11 goal difference and Man United only has plus one. I mean, how times change. It it is. How times change. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen, uh, I mean, at least going back to my youth, I don't think I'd ever seen Manchester United with anything less than plus 15. Yeah. You know, and goal difference. Ever and and, you, and and never, never out of the top four. <laughs> yes, 
Remember it's... Mourinho? I, I I know you you remember this. Jose Jose Mourinho was talking about uh, his greatest achievement was coming second behind Manchester City. Yeah. And people were laughing at him. No, but with the team he at... had. Yeah. With the team he had. Jose. Yeah. I... <laughs> people have always given him shit, and I don't blame them. He's easy to hate. You know, I've found myself hating on Jose Mourinho, but I mean, if you look at everything he's done, he's arguably one of the, he's arguably the most accomplished manager um, in the world. Yeah. And for him to have been able to come second, I mean, with a team he had, just look at it. When he left, look at what happened. They completely crashed out of the top four. They were barely hanging on by the time he got there. Yeah, they were. He, I think he reestablished something, but you know, the likes of the glass feet players who don't want to put in their legs out there because they think that they will break them. You know, they don't want to play anymore. Uh, they, you know, they had the uh, players like Pogba, you know, had his. I mean- you can understand a player who doesn't want to, you know, hurt their livelihood. You know, it, it, to me, at least it makes sense, but it's not so much a, a, a lack of willingness to, uh, to get stuck in. I think it's more of a lack of spirit in general. You don't have yeah. that, the team spirit, that cohesion, what you end up getting effectively is a bunch of individuals playing on the same team. Yeah but they're not part of the same team. They're not part of one single unit. Each one Mm -hmm. is out there for their own selves, right? They're either out there for an increase in transfer value or for an increase Mm -hmm. in salary or an increase in sponsorships or in in followers or whatever. They're not actually there necessarily for the glory. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were never, they were not, they stopped playing for the club. They stopped playing for the badge. They stopped playing for the fans, no matter what. But honestly, I mean, how can they hurt their livelihood? Because they're already living their livelihood. For me, that's what I think. I mean, and and Joseph's not asking them to, you know, do something, uh, something that they have not been doing before. You know, it's just putting a little bit of extra effort, putting a little bit of extra, you know, uh, you know, interest in, in playing for the badge, in 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 winning something for the club. You know, because. I, honestly speaking, I, I cannot, I can't place my mind or, you know, any hand on why the players were not able to perform if they were like, oh, I don't want to go into hard. They were playing so fragile. They just knew that this, these guys have more to give, but they were not willing to give it. And at the end of the day, Joseph got fired. And when Joseph got fired, who came in? Ole. Okay. So bring in and he Ole. repeated the same mistakes that his predecessors made. He, I mean, he compounded he compounded those mistakes. And the Glasners, for whatever reason, they just they kept him. Yep. For, he's a he's a he's a legend. They should have also brought in Roy Keane. Then, if they're looking for legends to coach the club, <laughs> should have got, brought in Gary Neville too while they're at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the Neville brothers that ran away from Valencia. You know, they thought that their coaching is just. Uh, <laughs> A walk in the park, and then uh, he went to Valencia. He saw with his eyes, he saw he, his ears, and like I'm never stepping into coaching again. 
you know. But and when he left, when Ole left, oh, we forgot. Don't forget that Ryan Giggs had a spell. Oh yeah, yeah, as caretaker. We, we, we yeah, yeah. caretaker. <laughs> it, that didn't work too because sometimes caretakers they make them permanent. You know, uh, you know, give them the permanent position, right? But it didn't work. Carrick, everyone touched, everyone having a feel of the hot seat. Everyone, everyone had a little, <laughs> everyone had their turn in daddy's seat and everybody yeah. realized that uh, unfortunately oh. they couldn't, they oh, couldn't they sit in know, there. They yeah. didn't know what daddy has been handling all the time, <laughs> been, you know, for, for the number of years he did. Yeah. And then, yeah. I, um, I, I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunate for my United, but, uh, you know, but listen, were, were... I think it speaks volumes for Alex for, for Sir Alex Ferguson because if you think about this, if the players don't work, but a good manager can come in and get them working just enough, yeah, then that means that if there's a if there if there are poor players and poor managers, then it's mm-hmm. neither the management's fault nor the players' fault. It's ownership. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Ownership has been making the wrong decisions about which players to bring on and which players to sell. They've been focused more about um, profitability. They've been more about the balance sheet than they have been about points and about records and you know performance. And they're the ones who who decided to back. Sure, club legends, but effectively nobody's in the managerial world. And decided to let go of one of the greatest managers of all time. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I think it comes down to poor, just to poor ownership, you know, and poor administration of the club. I don't think it's going to get any better until they sell. I think so. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I was talking with a friend of mine and he was like, you know, I'm afraid, you know, when, when Chelsea, you know, he said, I'm, I'm afraid we might, we might be in the same boat with Arsenal and Man United. I said to him, no, that's not going to happen because first of all, we have a coach who is not a, who is a no-nonsense coach and will you know, get the boys to, to work hard and to end their playing right. Um, but, but in Man United, uh, and uh, you know, it didn't work that way. The players were not working hard enough. Even the fans know that, you know, the players were not working hard enough, you know, and you getting rid of Jose and replacing him with someone who is not even, you know, this is a problem that we also see at other levels of the game and in other areas of life, you know, maybe in, in schools, you know. When students don't like that teacher that is strict and you know I push them, you yeah. must do your own homework, you must come to class on time, you must do this, you must do that, you must do that. Most of the times, what the owners owners of the school does or what they do is that they're like, we get rid of this coach, we get rid of this teacher, going to bring the teacher that the students will like, you know, the teacher that and you look at how the students perform. They might get the grades, but have no idea of how they got the grades. Uh, I think it's 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 more of a, a matter of um, popularity than anything, right? Manchester United, despite all their shortcomings, are still the most valuable club in um, in England. 
They're one of the most valuable in the world. They have a huge brand, huge global brand, uh, an insane presence on social media. Mm-hmm. And their brand itself keeps on growing. Yeah. Despite poor results. And I think that what's happening here is that ownership is looking at different metrics to, to measure performance. Mm-hmm. And the way they're measuring performance is not in terms of the team's performance. It's, me- it's measured in terms of profitability. It's measured in terms of popularity. And so that popularity comes from having the players that they have. So if those players say, hey, the coach is too much of a disciplinarian, I don't like him, they would rather sacrifice a good manager who can get points on the board yeah. um, in order to keep, you know, in, in order to keep streams and, and followers and likes, you know, at a certain level. So <laughs> and I, I, fans, I agree. And the, and the real fans are really crying and dying, you know. Getting and I don't depression. care because it's Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you mentioned here I, I don't know you know so when my friend said that he was scared that maybe Chelsea could follow suit in that direction because you know these are attributed to American owners you know the looking for profitability and you know, all how much money you know is coming in and all the areas that they have to get that money from right you know because yeah you know, from shirt sales and uh, ticket sales and all these things, you know, TV rights and everything. If you if you check all the, the 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 profits that the club can make there, you know, it's much more bigger than what they make winning the Champions League or winning the FA Cup or winning the you know the I mean, Premier it's billions. League. Yeah. It's billions. Yeah, there's um so, there's a good resource that anyone can can take a look at it's uh, the football money league it's published by Deloitte and every year they have statistics on um, the top 10 clubs no sorry the top 20 clubs in um, in the world in terms of their value for that particular Mm -hmm. year yeah and of course the you know the typical who's who Real Madrid Barcelona um, the top six in, in England, PSG, Bayern, et cetera, they all feature in there almost regularly, just about every single year. Yeah. And all it does is grow. All it does is grow. And at the end of the day, it's all that matters. Yeah. Mm. It's, what, it's, it's what funds player acquisitions, right? It's what funds, um, it's what funds uh, stadium capacity increases, it's what funds um, purchases of feeder clubs overseas and the building mm-hmm. of, of academies and scouting networks. Football is money ball nowadays, right? And we saw that yeah. with the, the attempt to create the Super League. Yes. Right? That's what wow. it is now. It's a numbers game. Wow. Well, let's come back to these... Uh... <laughs> I've given you a lot to stew on on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you give me, you've given me a lot. Yeah, let, let's come back to, to this. Uh, you know, it's the last weekend of the Premier League, unfortunately. But fortunately for the players, they'll be, you know, they'll be taking rest, you know, after this weekend. Uh, not for Liverpool, not for Real Madrid. And they still have won the final hurdle of the season. And uh, but yes, so we 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 we've looked at the the, the first 
two teams. We 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 all believe that you know City are going to win the league, uh, except uh, except uh, except me something <laughs> except except me. <laughs> and uh, if God says otherwise, that uh, they will bundle it this you know maybe they will do the, the Liverpool sleep, but um you know practically speaking, we can see. Hey, now that wasn't nice. <laughs> that was very nice. Yeah, we can see Liverpool. We can see. We can see Everton. We, I, sorry, we can see Aston Villa. You know, even with remember, Aston Villa has got an also an ex Liverpool player, right? Felipe Coutinho. Felipe Coutinho. So, and uh, we 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 don't know. And um, but also they have actually young, from a my United player. So. <laughs> who 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 might who might be motivated? You know, motivated. I think he might be torn. I think he might be torn. Do I? <laughs> Maybe he do will I, not play. Do I put in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do I put in a good enough game he to give the play. title <laughs> to one to one rival over the other? Yeah, that yeah. would uh, that would be a terrible position to be in. <laughs> so now let's look at the last two teams, the final spot for relegation. Brentford is playing Leeds United. Unfortunately for Leeds, they are playing at Brentford. And, and Brentford have been playing, good. They have been. Don't remind me about them because after they chanced me 40 Stamford Bridge, I was thinking if I should go and if we should go and scout some players from Brentford. <laughs> Their physicality is, is phenomenal. They are they have Absolutely. an architect in the midfield in, in, in the name of Ericsson, you know, and um, they, they have come good. And I think they will stay longer in the Premier League if they continue building on what they have started. But sometimes I think, these teams... I think reaching out to Christian Ericsson the way they did after what happened to him and giving him an opportunity to play where no other club wanted to touch him. Uh, yeah. It's really paid off, right? Because everybody else was worried about insurance uh, issues mm -hmm. and liability. And, you know, everyone was worried about the bottom line effectively. Um, but a, a club who only wanted to focus on football was willing to give him a chance and yeah. he's got them in the mid table. Exactly. Yeah. He, he has, he has paid off and uh, now big clubs might start coming back for Ericsson. But as well, he might reward the fate, the fate put into him by Brentford by extending his contract because he had only he had only signed for six months, right? Yeah. So we'll we'll see to that, and I think that might be the 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 reason why Leeds might drop. But I hope that my predictions of Leeds staying up works. Uh, I, the I, only thing I don't know because Bur so Burnley is going to be facing off against Newcastle. Uh, yeah. Burnley has the advantage of being at home, but um, you know, Newcastle aren't pushovers, and yeah. as much as they're they're underperforming for for where they should be this season, um, mm -hmm. I think they're more than capable of um, of sweeping Burnley aside. So I think the Leeds match is the one that's going to be the real decider. Yes. And it remains to be seen if they have what it takes to pull themselves out of the out of the hole they dug themselves into. Yeah, I think they can. I think they can. They fought. They fought tooth and nail to get to where they are today to be able to come back up here. I think on the last day, they'll 
they'll give it everything they have to be able to stay. Yeah, there's no more extra game. It's the last game, do or die. That's their Champions League final. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they have to they have to give it all. You know, and I, I honestly, when the last game I watched them play, which was against uh, Brighton, I did I, I thought they were going to lose that game, but uh, they still came back to get a point, which I think that was their that is what is going to give them the impetus to fight again against Brentford. Yeah. Because if they had lost against Brighton, you know, then it would be, I think it would have been... It would be over. over. Yeah. It would be over. It would be over. And, and they played their, that game at, their, you know, at home, but no home, no, their home advantage was not in, in effect. It was not activated that day. So let's see what they're going to come up with with against Brentford. Uh, Newcastle is trying to build reputation for next season. Yeah. And I think some of the players in Newcastle will be trying to put, make it, you know, put their name out there because some of them will be going out on transfers. You know, yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of them there. being, during the yeah. transfer window, they'll be moving on. Um, Newcastle will be looking to not just build the reputation, but also make a splash in the transfer market with the new acquisition. So um, there's going to be some movement there and they'll want their names in in the headlines, you know, for, for future opportunities. So yeah, it's entirely possible, but then again, Burnley will also be fighting to make sure that they stay. So yes, it's going to be, it's going to be, it will be an interesting game. And um, my prediction is that Leeds will get a point at least. Or just that the physicality of the Brentford team will wear. I, I'm afraid they're it tough. Will wear leads down. They are very yeah. tough. They're very very tough. Yeah, I I, tough. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. We played them um, when we played them twice a, uh, every season, and every time it's it's a roller coaster ride. I don't I don't know what's going to happen from moment moment to the next. We, our players always end up gaining. Um, you know, shouldered off the ball. Mm-hmm. They play with a lot of physicality, they but they're do. clean. But they're also they're clean, clean, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's difficult. You know, it's difficult to get be inside an opponent's head when they're not only physical, but they also don't make mistakes. They're clinical yes. at the same time. It's very, very difficult to get in the head. Very difficult to get past them. Very difficult to gain an advantage. So it it could be a real challenge for Leeds for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you were just saying these things right now, it was just, I was just recalling the 40 against them. We lost pathetically <sighs> against them, man. And their physicality on it. I look at Chelsea players. There's no physicality in the Chelsea team. As my first, I'm concerned, you know, I mean, we have Christian Pulisic. I mean, that guy's like a leaf for me. You know, you, you just, just with a with with your finger like this, he's on the ground. You know, yes, he's good on the ball, but he can hold off. Any, he can hold. He cannot hold off any any opposition. You, you blow on him, he falls over. Yeah, just and it, basically. So imagine when you go shoulder to shoulder, it's like a yeah. a, a it's like a twenty year old playing against a ten year old. That's what basically what Pulisic is like for me. You know, especially against physically. You know, oh, but you, you know, players. Americans think he's the greatest in the world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Pulisic guy is better than Messi. Ah. <laughs> Did you see the sitter he missed against Leicester? 
he just missed the city in, in against Leicester. And I mean, okay, but that's that's one. been the story. That's been the story of Chelsea for, for with, with 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 Pulisic and with Timo Werner. It's been a couple I mean, I, of. I, I I would take Timo Werner ahead of Pulisic because of Timo Werner because of his speed. Also, he can be physical. You know, I know Timo Werner has lost his mojo as a finisher, as a striker. You know, from what we 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 know about him when he was, uh, you know, in Leipzig, but uh, but it was not as if Pulisic was the savior for Chelsea because he was not even in. He was not even, you know, when he joined Chelsea, he was not making the headlines in Dortmund. He was not the first team. He was not a regular player in Dortmund. We forget that, you know. Yes, I, on I only football. started hearing about him once the transfer interest came in. You know, and, and that's and that's usually what ends up happening. That's usually what ends up happening is is you'll have a player whose value is overinflated because a big club comes knocking, yeah. And that player who maybe isn't quite at that at the level or isn't quite ready ends up joining the team with all these expectations and you know uh, all that all that pressure building up from the media and from the fans and um, you know. Sometimes yeah, they, just, they don't make it. They don't yeah, there it. are players that you when you hear about them, like you have some hopes, but not not for me, not with Pulisic, uh, not with ZH anymore. I used to think of ZH differently, you know, when he was in Ajax, you know, the he, the way he played. You were but really think, happy to see him to see him uh, to see him join Chelsea. I was, I was, but but now nowadays, uh, you know. I think also it's because of the nature of the Premier League, right? No but, one allows you to roll by them just like that. They're going to come to you physical, very physical. I think That's every club is also different, right? If you if you look back to Salah when he played at Chelsea, he was very... I mean, it's night and day when you compare him to, to the Salah playing at Liverpool. Um, every club has their own style, right? Their own their own tactical design. Um, they have their own priorities as well, right? Um, whether it's bringing on a lot of foreign uh, uh, well-known stars or developing yeah. their own talents, right? So every club has a different culture, different style, uh, different, different management, different everything. And so I don't think that the same player will develop the same way at two different clubs. Yeah. So it could just be that he's just not a right fit, you know. And sometimes it comes down to that, right? In in, yeah. in transfers, you try to find you try to find a player who's going to be the best fit for your organization. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes, especially in the modern game, in the more, more modern era, uh, owners and directors of football will make the mistake of going for that particular prolific player and that yeah. one there versus one that'll that'll actually put in um Put in the work and get the results week in week out, right? That, that, that's just that, my two cents. Yeah, I think that's the that's the the best way to to put it because some of those players that, for example, Chelsea signed, they were not signed by the managers. You know, um, the I I think uh, the directors went for popularity. Maybe yeah. <laughs> my friend will tell me, oh, we are we were. I think they were looking at the American market for Pulisic. That was why they brought him in. And, yeah, yeah, just to be able to get their name out there so that when yeah. they go on tour, they get more fans. 
more yeah. money coming in. Exactly. But look at look at Kepa. I mean, look, he's not he's not a, a bad keeper. But you know, we get Allison and make him the most expensive keeper in in the Premier League. And what do you do right away? You go and find another keeper and make him the most <laughs> the most expensive in the Premier League. But except that while that. ours <laughs> while ours was tested, yours wasn't. And it, it just uh, ours was it's, not tested at all. No. It's a it's basically a pissing contest, is what it is. Yeah. It's well, I can drop down more money than you can on some random player from the Basque country. Right? But I think I look think, at Edward Mendy, you got him for a fraction of the cost, and he's 10 times the goalkeeper that Kepa is. Yes, it, it, you're right. I, I think for one thing I like about Liverpool's, uh, you know, uh, transfers is that I think the, the manager's hand is involved. The manager is involved in the transfers, you know. The manager's been involved since since Klopp came in. That was something yeah. that was um, that was made, uh, yeah, that, that was agreed upon and made very clear uh, up front. Because for a long time, all we had was a director of football that was handling it and mm-hmm. not doing such a great job. Oh my! They, they. I mean, they even terrible. under Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> forty million. Do you know what I could have done with forty million? Oh my goodness! <laughs> if they had paid forty million for me, I would have put in more goals than any Carroll. And I'm a oh fat motherfucker. Goodness. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize to your audience for my my choice of language. Please, thank you for apologizing. <laughs> but bad but, words are, are prohibited. But anyway, but I I, I like that. Um, I, I like what we've done in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I sent you uh, a statistics uh, uh, of the com- the comparison between um, Liverpool and Everton's last five years worth yeah, of transfers. Yeah. And not only is our net, so not only is our gross spend, but also our net spend lower than theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten more players out of all the deals that we've done, and we've we've won, I think, what five trophies in that time? Uh, six yeah. now, right? Why about In all these teams, I think you know it's not all about throwing the money out there, and that's what Everton has done. And look, the up till today, you know, up till yesterday, actually, they were fighting to stay up in the Premier League. So imagine yeah. if they had, if they had gone down, you would know, have been embarrassing. It, it would be. It would. Have they wouldn't. Been. They wouldn't have lived it down for for years no. to come, right? No. I mean, we still got. We still have, you know, club fans making songs about what another club did ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something you'd never get to live down. I um, think. I think if I, Everton goes down, if, if they had gone down, they were not coming up because all those players will leave. Yeah, yeah. The Charleston I mean, will never play a season in championship. No way. <laughs> Even uh, uh, Calvin Lewin. And you know what? They, a, a, lot of, a lot of players that, uh, that sign in the EPL um, outside of the top six will have relegation clauses in their contracts. And it's interesting. So they'll have an exit clause at say, I'll give you a random number, say 40 million, yes. which is cheap nowadays. Um, but 40 million as, an, as a regular exit clause, 
But if you're relegated, that clause drops down to 25. Hmm. So if it, if a club ends up relegated, you can end up purchasing their players a discount if they have one of those relegation clauses. Oh, wow. Um, I can't speak as to the, uh, the nature of Everton's contracts because um, I don't know them off the top of my head. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if, they, had, um, if they had some relegation clauses in there. And, you know, wow. a lot, all those players would be gone for, for, for dirt cheap, barely a return on investments uh, made by the club. Yeah. And then good luck finding, you know, replacements, re- finding not just replacements, but hungry rising talents to come and play for you in the championship when they could yeah. easily get a spot in the EPL. Right? The EPL. And I think that's what happened to Sunderland because I remember, you know, I watched the show Sunderland Till I Die. <laughs> so I, I can't remember in what episode, you know, that was that the, the manager was furious that, you know, he was already planning, but some of these star players are actually already on their way out because they had those clauses on their contract and they were just going to leave, you know, and they were struggling to find players. You know, you talk to any player, they're like, oh, no. Yeah. I even last deals, they were just like, no, they just leave, they go to another yeah. club. Because, yeah, playing in the, uh, the championship, it's, it's very, very difficult. And that's why I think uh, Sunderland has really, really struggled and they do not have the money. Like I think Fulham the has money, money. The money, the is the big the, is the big part. Yeah, because it's once you drop down to the once you drop down to the championship, I mean the difference in in prize money is staggering. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're champion of uh, even if you win the championship, you don't make nearly as much money as if you get relegated from the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, bottom place of the Premier League will 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 make more money in terms of TV rights money than the French yeah. champion. That, that so that's, <laughs> that the, is, that is the Sky Sports deal. The Premier League. The Sky Sports deal is huge. It's the it's the single most televised league in the world. It has the biggest audience, and so there's the most prize money for winning it. It's the only league that even comes close to the Champions League pot money. Right. Wow. The only league. So there's a lot of money at play. So when you do leave, you know, when you do end up being relegated, it can be really difficult to um, to come back from that because they just don't give you the means to climb back up the way that you, you know, the way that you would have been used to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't be surprised, but it's not going to happen, at least not this, this season, sadly, not this season. So I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know whatever force is out there acting on, acting in my um, in my best interest decides to, 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 to <laughs> decides well, to get, to give me a, a a little icing on the cake here and give us a, give us a second EPL title. Now I'm going to ask you this: no matter how hard <laughs> and how hot in this could be, you're going to give us just to wrap up this show. You're going to give us your prediction, okay? I'm going to ask you for the first two, okay. and then the fourth position, and the fifth and sixth, and then the team that will join Watford and Norwich in, in the championship next season. So, okay, so it's hot. I know you're a I'm, Liverpool fan. Go for it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna work my way from from the relegation all the way up to the championship. 
relegation. Okay. I have I have leads. I'm predicting leads, though I have I have a drop. feeling I have, and I'm predicting leads to stay. I'm predicting Burnley to, to drop. Okay. For sixth place, which is actually, I think a it's still a European Europa League spot, not the conference league. I think seventh is the conference league. Okay. Uh, so sixth would be for Europa League, and I think that'll go to West Ham. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I think Manchester United will be making their first foray into the uh, European Conference League. And Cristiano Ronaldo is about to go <laughs> from 20 years in the UCL to uh, his first season in in, <laughs> in the UCL Farmers Division. Farmers <laughs> Division. The high school um, boys. Yeah. Top four, I agree with you. Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, Tottenham's going to take top four and Arsenal will come in fifth. And for the top two, Bring it on. I'm, I'm predicting a 2-0 win for Liverpool. Okay. Okay. And I'm predicting a 2-1 loss for Manchester City. Hmm. By the way, you know Man City who you know Man City are playing at Villa, right? And they're playing they, in, and they're playing, they, they're, the they're playing at the Etihad. They're playing at the Etihad. Yeah. Okay. But listen, they've had, I told you before, they had uh uh, they had the triple injury, and it's been difficult for them. Okay. Right. They 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 lost Diaz. Um, they lost a couple other guys, and it's been tough. I've um, been looking forward to that. I will keep your predictions <laughs> at heart on Sunday. But uh, on that, so note, a, a, a uh, more a more realistic a more realistic one would have said mo- three nil for most, City. Oh, that, that is the, okay. Okay. Now, but hey, hey, listen, listen. I said 2 1 for Villa. 2 1 for Villa. For Villa. And you're in the in FIFA PlayStation, right? Or... That's 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 if things really, I didn't say 6 0 or any of that. You know, it's still possible. 2 1 for Villa is still possible. Don't okay. tell me it's not. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I, I would, I'm not going to give any predictions. You already know my predictions. Of course, Manchester <laughs> is winning the league and they're going to trounce Aston Villa, unfortunately. Never. Aston Villa will, will lose by a wide margin, okay? And that will be used to celebrate the victory. Uh, Liverpool will end up not playing their full squad because of the Champions League. That's what my predictions are. And they are going to win. Uh, the worst result that they can get will be a tie against Wolves. Uh, but I, I see Liverpool winning, you know, to end the season on a high. But their main goal for me is the Champions League. I don't want any mediocre performance on the 28th. Neither um, do I. Yeah. Spurs will end up fourth. Sorry, Mikel Arteta. Some Arsenal fans still believe that he's not good enough. And uh, that's up to them to decide. And... Uh, yeah, I also believe that Burnley are going to drop, and I hope that Leeds stay. Uh, my friend uh, says that Burnley will stay, and Leeds with the Ted Lasso, the American mm. coach, will drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you very much for joining me in this episode. And, uh, it's been a pleasure. 
we look forward to to the next one and uh yeah what a roller coaster season we've had guys thank you very much for for being part of our, our season uh this is the penultimate i think we'll have one more prior to the to the champions league and after the uh the, the premier league final day uh, with all the drama that we're looking forward for it to happen so thank you so much for being part of our journey this season please if you're watching this go ahead and give us a like go ahead and put hit that button that says subscribe. Come on. Lots of subscriptions. Share Please this. Share, subscribe. And uh, if you've got football in your head and uh, you might be part of our show, just uh, put a comment down in the comment section and we can invite you to our next episode. Thank you very much, everyone. And uh, have a good night.